Hello, my dudes. My name is Tiffany. Welcome back to Internet Analysis, where I like to research and discuss things relevant to social issues and media. Today, we are revisiting the Netflix. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The show, The Circle. Welcome to The Circle. What's up, Circle? A new social experiment where players don't meet face-to-face. -face. What? They only communicate through The Circle. 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 Take me to my profile. I think the original series was in the UK, but then they did a series in the US, and I'm pretty sure now they have one in France. And there's a Brazil version. Originally, I wanted to make a video about this when the series came out in January, but it didn't happen. But actually now it's even more relevant because we are all in quarantine. We're all in isolation. We can't leave our apartments. We have limited contact with other people, or maybe we're completely alone, and all we have are our devices to talk to people through social media. And also, really, I just wanted to make a lighthearted video, so this is not gonna be an academic video, in case you were expecting that. I just wanna chat about a reality show. Spoilers, obviously. Let's get into it. The goal of The Circle is basically to make friends and influence people because the influencers are the highest rated people in each round and they get to decide who gets blocked, AKA kicked off of the show. And at the end, the winner wins $100,000. This is a classic reality TV recipe. It's a little bit big brothery. It's a little bit love is blind. It's got everything. The format of the show. First episode, we get some short introductions to the cast. They start chatting, getting to know each other a little bit. And then every day they just chill. They eat, they have to painstakingly voice out loud every message that they want to send to other people, which is so wonderfully cringy. This whole rating thing had me sweating like a hoe in church. Let me get to know that devilish side. Ew. At first I hated that, but honestly now it just makes me so grateful that I don't have to say all of my messages out loud. Circle, message, ha 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 ha, OMG, right? Lamau, yellow sparkly emoji, send. Other than that, sometimes there are little questionnaires or activities or little games for them to play. There's the original group of, I think, eight people, and on day one, they all rate each other just based off of their profiles. And then the top people are the influencers, and they decide who to block. But then the fun starts because when you are blocked, you get to go meet one of the other cast people. You go into their apartment and you show up and you're like, boom. <laughs> My man. 
either I'm a catfish or oh shit, you're a catfish. Sometimes there's anger, sometimes there's sadness, sometimes there's just pure love. You never know. And then of course, after that, another person or two will join the circle and the cycle continues, okay? Who the fuck are Sean and Bill? Some people try to form alliances. Some people try to figure out who might be a catfish. But generally, after the first episode, I was like, um, this is kind of boring. Am I really just gonna sit here and watch people slowly message each other about nothing? And the answer is yes. So naturally, I just kept watching. And uh, yes, the show is silly and doesn't make much sense. But there were some interesting twists. And mostly I just got attached to the contestants and wanted to see where they would end up. That's literally reality TV for you. So in this show, there's clearly some strategy because this is a game at the end of the day. So how are you gonna win it? What's your angle? First thing you gotta decide, are you going to be yourself or are you going to be someone else? Second part of the strategy involves other strategies, sub-strategies. Are you gonna be real? Are you gonna be friendly? Are you gonna be flirty? Maybe you're gonna start some drama between other people. Or maybe you're just gonna be a little low-key, play it safe. And the third main strategy I noticed was be single. Though a lot of the people in the show in real life are in relationships, I think every single person opted to pretend to be single for the sake of the show because obviously you want the chance to flirt if it might be beneficial to you. So let's revisit that question again. Are you going to be yourself or are you going to be a catfish? To me, it depends on how you view yourself and how you view social media. So let's say you're optimistic about social media and you're confident in yourself. You're gonna go in and be yourself because you believe that you can actually win as yourself. So first impressions of some of the cast members, you have Chris, who's kind of the classic, funny, fabulous gay man. Oh, that is beautiful. You have Joey, who initially seems like a stereotypical douchebag. You know, we get Jersey Shore vibes. I'm cooking Brussels sprouts. Could you not wait 20 minutes, you scumbag? Come on. Alana, who is a model, but she's also goofy and dorky. And then there's Shuby, who from the beginning believes that social media is the plague. It's hell, it's fake, but he's here to prove that you can be real and still win. We have Sammy, who's kind of a chill bisexual party girl. Antonio is a pro basketball player. Miranda is a flirty bisexual girl. Bill, who comes in calling himself an average white guy. We love the self-awareness. And then we have Ed, who's kind of like an outdoorsy dude who loves his mom. And plot twist, his mom is there in the apartment with him, so they are playing two people as one. Will that help them? I think he's cute. He wants he skinny, him. he neglects his pecs. No, he doesn't. Look at his six-pack abs. And then we have the people who decided to come in as catfishes. So first we have Rebecca, who's kind of just pretty and safe. She's nice. The guy behind Rebecca is Seaburn, who is using his girlfriend's pictures just because he thinks pretty girls can win. Then we have Mercedes, who's kind of a hot, mean girl, played by Karen. And then we have Adam. So the real person is Alex, who's kind of this like quirky artist, literally like Birkenstocks and overalls. Love that vibe. But he decides to be Adam, who's kind of the perfect sporty guy. Then we have Sean, who uses her same name, but uses fake pictures. 
And her catfish pictures kind of look like, like a fashion blogger type of gal. Okay, so let's talk about catfishing because this is obviously a major part of the show and the premise and obviously a big part of social media. To me, in this game, I think there are two main reasons to catfish. The first one being purely strategy. You think that people like hotties and you want to win. So that's kind of Seaburn using Rebecca. He thinks that pretty girl will be beneficial. The second reason I think is more rooted in being self-conscious and not thinking that people would like the real you, or at least thinking people will like somebody else more than they would like you. Again, mostly based on being more conventionally attractive. And obviously for the sake of the show, catfishing is fun and exciting. It adds twists to the game. You never know who's a catfish, who's not. Well, we know, but the players don't. But honestly, for everyone, once they introduced their real selves, I was sad because I wanted to see them play as them, and I think they would have been better off that way, but that's not the game. So generally, I wanted to talk about this show because I think there are a lot of assumptions and myths about social media that are relevant to how you would play the game if you were on the show. And I think the show is almost trying to be like a microcosm of social media, but it's different in so many ways that it's kind of hard to make those direct comparisons. But first I wanted to talk about profiles because when they initially make their profiles, that's all that the other players see of them before they get to talk. And I think the format of the profiles and the interactions that they have in messages is most similar to dating apps, specifically Tinder. You know, you get a couple of pictures, of course you're gonna pick your best ones, but you gotta balance it out and try to figure out like, well, this is like a good looking picture, but not like obnoxiously good looking. You don't wanna be intimidating. And then you wanna post something kind of sexy, but not too sexy. You wanna post something silly, but not weird. It's a delicate balance. And then of course you have to write your bio, which is the single most cursed thing on the internet. Nobody is good at writing a bio for themselves. It's tough. Can I see Sammy's profile circle? Whoa. So anyway, another major assumption made is obviously that hot people will be more well-liked. So that obviously is pretty true on social media, but I think especially in this game, because it's based on bonding in a very small group of people, it's not like Instagram where literally just being hot could be your only personality trait. Some people, okay? To be successful in the circle, you have to be likable and therefore personality matters. And I would say it matters even more than your appearance because at the end of the day, within the strategy of the game, people are going to like you and trust you based on your interactions with them, not based on your photos. Like you're not gonna keep someone in the game just because they're good looking. If anything, that might be kind of sketchy because you might think they're a catfish because they're too good looking. And also in comparing the circle to social media, I think it's a lot more direct than say Instagram where you can get to know people in like a parasocial way through their stories or a bunch of posts. But in the circle, you, you do have the initial profile judgment, but mostly all that you care about is the messaging. I just keep trying to think about like what the main objective of the show creators was. Like, okay, we're gonna make this reality show based off of social media and you're gonna come in and be an influencer. When I first heard of the show, I thought it was gonna be like, oh, you're gonna come into this house and somehow like connect with the outside world without connecting with the outside world and try to like gain an actual following and actually sell some shit. I was like, oh, influencers, cool. No, that sounds probably closer to what James Charles's YouTube show is. Instant influencer. Will I watch it? Mm, probably. Research. 
So I find it very interesting their use of influencer in this context because it's like you're not an influencer in the social media sense that we know it as, but you are influential in the fact that you get to choose who goes home. So it's a, it's a different definition of influencer and, I, and that's kind of interesting, but also not. I'm like trying to make these bigger points about the show that is just not that deep, so. Continuing on, I most importantly wanted to know where is everybody at now, okay? And I wanted to share some takeaways from the show. To be honest, I don't remember a lot of what happened in the middle. I just kept watching it and then it was over, as shows do. But my biggest question was, since it's been a couple months now since the show ended, did they become actual influencers? Because we all know that the real goal of being on reality TV is to end up with a big Instagram following and you get to sell like skinny tees and stuff. Great. You know, I love to see people get that coin, but I do not like seeing people sell trash or post undisclosed ads. So I did check up on each of the players, see how they're doing, at least specifically on Instagram, trying to get a little sense of what they're up to. First, Alana. Okay, Alana was the worst, and I'm glad that she only lasted one episode. She was the first one to be blocked. Alana comes in and she's like, oh, I'm so sick of people judging me because I'm a model. I hope the girls aren't jealous of me. Like, girls always hate me because I'm a model. And then she puts full-time model in her bio. I mean, full-time model. No. LA to Texas, it's like, we get it. And something about like eating tacos every day. I don't wanna norm shame people, but that is truly one of the most basic combinations of things that you could put in your bio. And it's just not a good first impression, Alana. Then she starts a group chat with the girls and calls it the Skinny Queens Chat. Yikes. <laughs> oh God, I can only imagine the shit that's about to be said in this group here, boy. Skinny Queens Chat. And I looked at her Instagram and she recently was trying to defend that and say like, oh, I'm just using Twitter lingo, like skinny queens, skinny legend. Yeah, we're all familiar with it. But then she also in the chat said, girls, girls who stick, stick together, together are pretty girls, emoji heart and send. Yikes, dude. Like you're not, you're not convincing anybody that you're not shallow and that you don't just care about physical appearance because you keep dropping all these big hints and it's just not a good impression. I'm not with the pretty girl gang, skinny girl gang. Everyone just got kind of bad vibes from her right away. So yeah, she gets blocked first and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe they don't think I am who I am. And it's like, I don't think people necessarily voted you off because they thought you were a catfish. Well, maybe they did. I just don't think they liked you. And I feel a little mean going so hard on Alana, but she only had a short amount of time to show us who she was. And what she showed us was pretty shitty. So I checked up on her Instagram. She's still modeling in some capacity. She doesn't really seem to have any ads. So I don't think she's trying to be an influencer necessarily. But in looking at everyone's profiles, I did notice that a lot of them are still in contact. They still comment on each other's posts. So maybe she's cool. Maybe she's a good friend in real life. Maybe everyone's first impressions were wrong, but yeah. Moving along, Karen, okay? So Karen played as Mercedes. I don't know if she necessarily said that she did it because she's self-conscious, but she did say that people tend to judge her based on her looks. They judge her because she seems like tough and hard, but she's actually a real big softy. And so she wanted people to not judge her and she wanted to be somebody else. And that's a real shame because as we saw Karen's actual personality, I loved that. Mm. 
I, I've never liked the word aroused. And I wish that she had the chance to show that more and she didn't really in the catfish. Though I don't know if Mercedes was true to Karen's personality because Mercedes as a character, her personality kind of sucked. Again, she was like the hot mean girl and like she was starting drama between everyone. Again, I don't know if it was just Karen's strategy, but that does now make me doubt a little bit Karen's personality. I'm like, she's got that little bit of devil in her, you know? She's not afraid to start shit. It's a little risky. But these days, Karen, I think is doing music. So that's pretty dope. And then we have Sean, who is another catfish. So she used her friend's picture. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And her reasoning was that she basically thinks people are fat phobic or just would think less of her if she didn't present herself as this like conventionally attractive thin person. And this was definitely the saddest part of the show. This is where the catfishing like really hit home because it's sad to hear someone admit that they think that people will judge them by their appearance and won't like them. Again, same situation with Karen. Sean has a great personality, but the issue was in the show, the real Sean and the Sean character were both very sweet, very nice, um, but she ended up coming clean to everyone mid-show and she was like, hey guys, I actually have something to tell you. There's one thing that I have been keeping from you. Whoa, here is a photo of the real me. What? And then she posted her real picture and everyone was like, wow, you're so brave. But then also I think people were like a little bit like less trustworthy of her because she had already lied. So I don't know how that went. And initially, again, I wished she hadn't come in as a catfish, though I understand why she did and that it makes for an interesting plot line. But also if she hadn't catfished them, they wouldn't have been able to have that whole scene where they talk about fat acceptance and fat phobia and body positivity. So I guess it might actually be for the best that it happened this way. Speaking of though, I checked out her Instagram. She's still doing well. She quit her job and I think now she's pursuing social media full time. Good for her. She's doing a lot of body positivity kind of posts and lots of like mental health, self care kind of posts. So good for her. We're happy for you, Sean. And then we have Seaburn as Rebecca, which honestly annoyed me till the very end. I don't know what, I just kept saying it to Nathan. I was like, Rebecca's so annoying, the character. I think he was the only catfish who was switching genders. So I don't know if that made it a little bit harder to like put himself in the character and be believable. He did say some shit that was weird. He wasn't very convincing in some ways, but somehow Seaburn slash Rebecca swindled their way into the finals. I think I'm annoyed because Rebecca came in again. She was like this safe character. Like she's cute and she's sweet and like she'll never say anything controversial. And it just bored me the whole time. I was like, this is so boring and nobody sees through this bullshit. I think some people may have suspected that Rebecca was a catfish, but... And then in the end, Shuby and Seaburn slash Rebecca. Shuby and Rebecca had gotten really close and Shuby was like, oh my God, Rebecca's my best friend. And then in the end, all the finalists get to meet in person and have dinner and Shuby <laughs> meets Rebecca and Seaburn walks in and he is just shook. And it was so sad because he was so excited to meet Rebecca. And then he got swindled by the person that he trusted the most. Sharky Shubham is 
hunting the catfishes, the snakes, and the rats. Rebecca <laughs> turned out to be uh, 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 Seaburn. Mm -hmm. Especially Shuby, he got, got the most. Shuby, nigga, yes! Yeah, I got the most. And like, okay, maybe Seaburn and Shuby might get along, but I feel like that just ruined everything. So, I mean, that's the downside of catfishing. You're gonna break some hearts. And then we have Bill, who initially I thought I didn't care about at all, but then I watched some clips. <laughs> yeah. It looks so bad. Oh my gosh, what if Shubom is actually catfishing us and he's a six-year-old? He wasn't on very long. I think he was one of the latecomers. And by the way, all the OG people had such a big advantage over the others because they came in, they bonded, and then as new people come in, you're not gonna trust them as much as the people that you've been with from the start. So I kind of feel bad for the newcomers. But anyway, I couldn't remember much about Bill, our average white guy, but then I checked his Instagram and he's the best. He has done some modeling for like commercial things, as in like Nathan's Hot Dogs and Wells Fargo ads. Love it. He's also been an actor in a couple of crime shows. Overall, he just has a great Instagram. It's the type of Instagram that I would want to follow. And I can say none of the other people as far as their Instagram showed were that kind of vibe to me. So he might be my favorite. And then there's Alex who played as Adam. I think Alex also wasn't on for too long. Oh, she's just shimmying over and over. I just can't do it. Like, my hips don't move that way. His Instagram has a lot of cat pics. That's what I can tell you. He is still, I think, an unemployed artist living in LA. Hopefully still wearing those Birkenstocks and uh, overalls. Is that everyone? If I miss anyone, I'm sorry, but... Hello, I missed a few people, in fact. Antonio, he's still maybe doing basketball or at least recruiting other players. He also had some posts that sounded very MLM-like. Uh, Join my team, work from home, make easy money. And I did message him about it and he replied, but I will not be joining. But he said it's just Forex, foreign exchange, so like making money off of currency exchanges. Still, do not recommend. Then we have Ed and Tammy, and honestly, I think they just went back to regular life. Ed's chilling. Where's Tammy? Tammy's just being a classic mom posting pics of her kids. Even this one, which... Okay. And then we have Miranda. Can't believe I forgot her. She was well known for being good looking and her thing with Joey. People were like, is this going to continue? And I guess they met up after the show and they tested things out, but then they ended up being best buds. Kind of disappointing. She's still just posting pics on the gram, you know, doing a little modeling, maybe amateur modeling. She's got a good amount of followers, though. Then we get to the finalists. And yes, Seaburn was a finalist. He got fifth place, but we already talked about him. In fourth place, we have Chris, who the whole time, I think he was just like a steady, great presence. Again, he has that type of personality that's just kind of universally fun. Though you are a little concerned that he might like turn on you and talk shit, because he seems like the type who could like destroy your life if he wanted to, but like generally seems very kind and sweet and funny. So you never know. Chris is still doing his thing. Sammy was in third place. And again, Sammy was one of the best. I think all of the finalists deserved it, so I'm glad that they all made it. Sammy was just real, you know? She did a little bit of flirting. She wasn't afraid to speak her mind. Now she is doing some Instagram modeling type of stuff. I think she's the only one who's really had like paid ads on her page. Actually, Sean had a few, but Sammy's worked with like Adidas and um, some other companies, maybe even Boohoo. She's doing the damn thing. And she has the most followers out of everyone. So maybe it is true that 
hot girls are the most likable and will find the most success. I mean, that's kind of definitely true on Instagram. Then we have Shuby. Shuby was an interesting person from the start because he came in, he was the most anti-social media. He's like, when I went into the circle, I thought social media was this dark entity where there were so many bad things with it. And I think people could kind of respect that from the beginning. Shuby's just such a little weirdo, you know? I think he ran for governor of California in 2018. Love that. It was really cute to see him like, <laughs> He was like, oh, I don't even care about social media. And then in the circle, he got so excited when people like messaged him or liked what he said. And I was like, dude, you love social media. You just want the approval like everyone else. So after going through this whole thing, I definitely see a lot of the positives with it. You know, you can build communities. You can build true friendships online. You can raise money. You can amplify your voice and you can spread news. Of course, there, I still do think there are negatives with it, right? I think the addiction is still there. I still think it can harm your mental health. But I definitely have opened my eyes up that there are a lot of pros as well as negatives. But anyway, Shuby ends up getting second damn place. The man who hated social media the most became an influencer. And yes, he realizes the irony. I have become the influencer with a blue tick. Don't get me wrong, I see that. It's quite funny. <laughs> and in first place was... Joey. I've got to say, yeah, I think I wanted Joey to win from the beginning. Um, it was between him and Shuby, and I love them both, but Joey just ended up being so much better even than he was from the start. It's a beautiful day to be on a roof in a jacuzzi by yourself. Yes, in the beginning he seemed to be so Jersey Shore. I mean, he's a he's a Rochester, New Yorker kind of guy, but we were like, we get it. Like you work out and you like put gel in your hair. But he ended up being like one of the most genuine and sweet people and I just loved seeing his connections with everyone. So yeah, he won first place. He's got a pretty decent Instagram following. By the way, almost <laughs> Almost all of these people are now doing TikToks, so if you're interested in watching them dance or do other shit. I mean, most people are on TikTok these days, but I was just happy. A lot of them are like posting their TikToks to their Instagram, so they're trying to cross-pollinate those followings. Maybe they could blow up on TikTok, you never know. Okay, so that's the movie, the movie, the video. Was there any point to this? No, but that's okay because it is time and sometimes I just can't do a deep video. I can't do something that's intense and requires research. Don't need the quotes. Um, sometimes I just want to chat shit about a show that is not that deep. If you guys haven't seen The Circle, I hope I didn't spoil it for you, but maybe you're still interested in watching. I would still like to watch the UK version and the French version. There's sous-titres, you know? <laughs> Do not judge my French. That was not me trying to have a good accent. Yeah, I just think I think it really hits home with the, the ideas of just like being at home, nothing to do, talking out loud to yourself, getting excited when somebody messages you for once. We can all relate to that. I hope you're all doing well. If you have any Netflix recommendations, please let me know because I've been burning through shows like it's nobody's business. You should also watch the show Unorthodox. I just finished that last night. It was very good, very different vibe. It's not a reality show. It's based on a true story. Um, all right, I'm getting loopy and that's why I can't stop talking. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram for some mediocre pics, you can do that. If you wanna follow me on Twitter for some, I don't know what I'm tweeting these days, hot takes. <laughs> and stay tuned for my next video. Okay, thanks, bye.